You're listening to The Served Up Show, a podcast that features inspiring beverage professionals and topic experts that share their passions through meaningful content. Your hostesses, Bridget Albert, is best known as the Market Fresh Mixologist, an industry mentor with over 25 years of experience. And I'm Julie Milroy, best known for my passion for leading change and helping others grow in their careers. Grab a cocktail and sit back. Let's learn how we can make a positive impact in our industry. Hi, it's Julie. Thanks for tuning in. On this episode, Bridget and I chat with our new friend, Chanel Turner, creator of Foudre Vodka and founder of the Black-Owned Wine and Spirits Festival, also known as the Bose Fest. Chanel shares her innovative spirit and what led her to creating Foudre Ultra Premium Vodka, made with an infusion of 100% fruit flavors and an exotic dance of pomegranate and ginger notes. The bottle is shaped like a lightning bolt, eco-friendly and a stunning color of purple, signifying that anything can happen with unity. And if that's not enough, Chanel is fiercely committed to promoting and recruiting other Black-owned wine and spirit suppliers through the Bose Fest and her newest venture, Global Alliance Distribution. Sit back, grab your favorite Foudre cocktail, and get inspired. Chanel, welcome to Served Up. Julie and I are really happy and excited to have you on the show today. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Chanel, could you share with us your journey? What really brought you into the beverage world and what inspired you to become a founder of a brand? I'll start with what brought me into the spirit world was uh, just literally just off the cuff, um, having a conversation with a a group of friends of mine and uh, wanted to know you know, what it would be like to create a vodka that one can enjoy neat or on the rocks and just not chase it with anything. And um, I, all throughout college, well, not all throughout, I won't say all throughout, but I'll say in, in the years where I was legal to drink, um, vodka was my spirit of choice, but I always found myself having to mix it with something. And as I was getting older, I was trying to be a lot more health conscious and I'm still a lot health conscious. And so the sugary, uh, mixers added to the vodka was just not a good mix for me. And so I, I always wanted to have something or uh, enjoy something that was in its raw, neat form, um, not having to mask it with anything else. And I couldn't quite find a vodka that, um, that I enjoyed in that, in that form. Uh, so I did, I did some research at the age of 25 and um, decided that I was going to uh, embark on I guess what we would say a spirit filled journey and, and, and create my own vodka brand. That's, that's very interesting at 25, you know, I mean, going out, enjoying your vodka, your drinks, you would think not a lot of people are really thinking of the taste factor, right? Like people are drinking vodka because of, you know, you're, you're kind of out there doing, and I think a lot of people too, and I've read some of your articles that, um, start getting a lot more conscious because of the, the hangover impact yes. or the, the reaction. Yes. Um, so I could see that, but I also, I like take us further back. I, you're 
where are you from? Where, where'd you grow up? Okay. So a little bit about me, my background. So I was born in Queens, New York, um, raised by a single, uh, single mother. And, uh, we moved to Florida at the age of eight. Uh, so I grew up in the Fort Lauderdale, Florida area, uh, attended high school and got a full scholarship. Um, actually that's how I ended up in the DC, Maryland area. I got a full scholarship to play basketball. I was a pretty good athlete in my day. And so um, got a full scholarship to play basketball, um, not necessarily at the college um, that I ended up at, um, but um, things kind of worked out in my favor. Uh, the college that actually gave me the full scholarship lost their accreditation my freshman year. And um, the college I ended up at was my third choice. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was my third choice. I was not offered a full scholarship. I actually walked on the basketball team my freshman year and then offered a full scholarship my sophomore year. So um, things kind of worked out because um, I was supposed to be in Georgia. And I ended up here in Maryland. And um, this was where I was supposed to be. It, it, it just happened to work out that way. Um, of course, I was devastated, right? Mm-hmm. Um, having a a full scholarship and getting ready to go off to college and to learn that I um, lost a scholarship due to the college losing its accreditation um, was very devastating for me. But um, I'm a true believer and everything happens for a reason. And when one door shuts, uh, a window opens. And so for me, that was what happened. The window of opportunity opened for me to attend Bowie State University. And um, I ended up getting a full scholarship to play basketball there and actually had a pretty good, pretty good uh, basketball career while I was there. Wow, that's fascinating. So I didn't even know that that could happen. Um, you know, I didn't either. I've never heard of that. <laughs> that's so that's, I'm so sorry for you. That's a new learning. I could that imagine. Happened. But so then the, the scholarship you did get was kind of a whole separate scholarship. Yeah, it was a whole. I mean, I wasn't even like, offered a scholarship from Bowie State initially. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I, not athletic, right? Um, more on the academic side. And so um, I was really looking for a, a, an athletic scholarship. And I was not offered that by Bowie State. Um, and I walked on their basketball team. I figured I was good enough out of high school where I could pretty much walk on to anybody. I was pretty cocky, but I could walk <laughs> on to anybody. Hey, if you've basketball. got it, why not, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, why not? And, um, and, I, and I did, in, in fact, I did just that. You know, I went when they had tryouts for um, those individuals that had interest in joining the team. Um, I pretty much surprised all the coaches, um, a young lady, you know, from Florida, they knew nothing about, um, and, and came on and pretty much shocked them. And so they offered me a scholarship. I was happy about it. That's so great. So what position do you play? Only because I know a little bit of, I played basketball when I was in junior high school. Okay. So I know some of the positions, but, um, what, what position did you play? I played point guard and shooting guard. Um, primarily um, point guard. I'm I'm small fry. So okay, I wasn't sure. I'm like, are you tall? But are you tall? Okay, yeah. point guard's like the best position because yes. you're the one making all the shots. You're in That's the front. Right. You're running it leader. down. So okay, now now it's all making sense. Yes. Okay, so um, great. So you were really good at academics. Um, you probably have an amazing mother. I grew oh up with gosh. a single mom too. So. Yes. My um, mom is the most amazing woman I've ever met. And I'm not just saying that because she's my mother. She is um, the biggest and constant support system in my life, um, providing endless encouragement. I mean, just think about it. You're a 25 year old daughter comes to you and say, hey, I want to start a vodka brand. And, <laughs> <laughs> and for, for, for my mother to turn around and say, well, 
if that's what you want to do. Um, and, you know, not that she said, are you crazy? Or, you know, you, you just got out of college, you know, continue working and build your way up in, because I actually, when I got out of college, I um, entered into government contracting, doing um, IT work and um, still doing IT work and still doing government contracting. But um, of course she was just saying, focus on, you know, growing yourself in the industry that you're in. And, um, <clears throat> but no, she was just like, well, if that's what you want to do. So she's always been um, one to provide endless encouragement, advice and mentorship throughout any and everything I've done um, my entire life. She's, she's amazing. Isn't that something? I mean, I think that so much, and that goes for the three of us, you know, without our mother's support and drive and really pushing us, um, I don't know where I would be. I didn't come from my mother. I, I wasn't raised, you know, um, with just one parent, but without my mom, I don't, there's no way I wouldn't be sitting here with you both today. It just wouldn't have been so yeah, awesome. God forbid what life so, would hey, look Mom, like if I was you. raised by my dad. I mean, <laughs> not to take anything. I've got my husband and my son's got the best dad in the world, but right. God only knows. Me and my mom say that. Like, she's like, you guys are lucky like that I raised you. And and yes, moms are great. And when they're, you know, having that support is fantastic because, you know, I think that's something really special to get that hands-on um, to really support you in you know, your education in your career. So now you've gone to college, you're doing everything right. You're playing sports, um, definitely have to have everything together to be able to do sports and school at the same time. Like definitely. I, could, I couldn't even do one or the other either. So you, um, now done with school working. So you're doing yes. it work and everything. And at the same time, you're, you must have like developed a palette or something to really know what's good vodka or what you like and what you're looking for. I, I would definitely say that I would, I will say that my palette has matured over the years at 25. I think your palette is still, um, developing. Um, mm -hmm. but, um, I had a good idea as to, um, what, uh, what makes you sick for the most part, what the, and I don't want to, I don't ever want to say anything is cheap, but what are the, the lesser quality products were um, sure. versus the higher quality products. And, um, and I knew that I knew what spirits I could drink straight and ones that I had to kind of wa water down a little bit in order to um, consume them. So yeah, I, I, I would say in the beginning, I was a little uh, novice intermediate. I'm definitely a lot more mature in my palate now. Um, having been in the industry uh, 11 years. So that's wonderful. Can you tell us about your brand? We want to yes. hear all about it, how you came <laughs> up with the name, what the name stands for. Take mm -hmm. us through that. I will yeah, take, take through us that through that journey because, you know, Bridget is the spirits expert on this, right? And and we were, we were on with, what was it? Who was it where we were talking about vodkas and he made you go through this whole weekend tasting expedition of vodkas oh my god was that tony <laughs> that, or dale that that was my mentor tony abaganam who actually wrote the book on vodka literally oh, wow. wrote the book on vodka wow and we tasted through about 300 i think it was two two 300 vodkas over the course of like three days it wasn't just wow. the two of us it was a panel of us for his book and when he had asked me like hey b you want to come out and taste these vodkas i was like no <laughs> <laughs> It That's a some... lot of vodka <laughs> in, in the course of a weekend. Let me say that. It was a lot of vodka, <laughs> but we did it. Was, it and he, and he it was like book. a whole event. 
But what I learned is, and kind of like what you're saying is not all vodkas taste the same. Right. And definitely based on the quality, what it's made from, right. Um, You can definitely pull out those nuances. And so I'm very intrigued on your journey to how you really definitely everything about your brand. So I could take you down that path. So I, first of all, I seeked out, I knew that I wanted my vodka to be American made, right? So I seeked out a a manufacturer here in the States. Um, I went through three different manufacturers before I decided on the manufacturer I ended up going with. Um, They took me through a process of, you know, the different vodkas that they've made in house um, and what I was trying to accomplish. Well, I knew I wanted to at the time when I entered into this industry, I knew that quote unquote flavored vodkas were kind of on the spike or on the rise, but I didn't want to be a flavored vodka. And I don't consider our vodka to be a flavored vodka today. I consider it to be a vodka with flavor. Um, so we went through 87 formulas before I chose um, the one that's in the bottle today. So we call it Formula 87. And um, our vodka is infused, all natural, um, made from non-GMO corn, 80 proof. Um, infused vodka, gluten-free, uh, made from, uh, well, infused with four fruits and one root. That's what we like to say. So it's infused with uh, root, be- the root being ginger, kiwi, lime, pomegranate, and what we call our secret ingredient or um, uh, the fruit that most people pick up on um, is lychee, lychee, um, however you like to say it. Um, so those are the four fruits and ginger being the one root in the bottle. Um, it's a very unique um, tasting vodka because it's not one flavor or the other. People tend to ask, well, you know, is it a pomegranate vodka? Is it a lychee vodka? But it's all of those fruits and that one root infused um, at the point of distillation and um, that creates Foudre vodka. Um, so Foudre is a play on the French word for lightning. Hence the bottle is a beautiful lightning bolt. Um, the bottle is actually made in France. Um, and so our bottle is somewhat paying homage to where it's actually um, being created as well as um, the play on the name uh, Foudre, which is uh, a, a, a French for lightning. The bottle is purple, uh, made out of 100% recyclable glass, dyed in 100% organic ink. So it's an eco-friendly bottle. And um, like I said, it's, it's a purple bottle. So we chose the color purple because um, I'm really big on... Um, unity. And, and that's what purple means. Um, it also means, um, royalty and, 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 um, so those are the things that kind of drew us to choosing the color purple, um, because we know that, um, when you unite together, all things are possible. And so, um, definitely, um, that's one of the reasons why we chose, um, that color there, but it's a very unique product, very different. Um, one I'm very proud of, and, um, it's definitely, it's growing. It's, 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 it's a growing brand and it definitely resonates. Those who, um, who have consumed or who are our repeat customers of Foudre, um, from a quality standpoint, that's what they talk about. It's a vodka that they, um, not only a conversation piece because the bottle, once you take it out of the packaging, people start to talk about it. You know, it looks like mm-hmm. an award or something like that. Um, but it's definitely one that, um, those who have a more mature palate can appreciate because it is a very smooth vodka. The, the distillation process that it goes to goes through, excuse me, called the Tierra Pure process. What it does is um, it removes all the free radicals and all the impurities that traditional distilling um, leaves behind. So um, we kind of say that um, 
we are using a new technology for distilling our, our product and technology is, is, is playing a vital role, I think, um, in, in the creation of spirits these days. As, as, I, as I've learned um, throughout the years, I see more and more companies uh, using technology to enhance um, what they're doing as far as their uh, creation process is concerned. Um, so, or, or speeding up the aging process. I, I read a lot about different companies doing different things these days, but this technology has been around for a little while now. And um, I'm happy to say that it's one that we use to, to create our product. That's amazing. And your, your, um, your brand has really gone worldwide. Yes. Well. So- you know, you're, you're in Singapore, Hong Kong, Japan, the Philippines, you know, it sounds like the Asian markets have really fallen in love. I, I, I can definitely, doing. I could definitely agree with that. Um, we we've done pretty well in, in in Asia and and still growing. You know, I mean, of course, we aim to grow worldwide, but definitely grow domestically. We're still we're still a small brand, and we're still you know trying to gain market share. Um, we've most recently um, gained new markets such as New York, California. And um, Texas being the latest markets we've gained and um, currently looking for distribution in South Carolina and Florida because we have Total Wine that's wants to carry our product. So, oh, I think I might know somebody in South Carolina and Florida. Would you? you? No, but, um, you know, it is definitely something that we're we're, we're growing and and we still have a long way to go. But I'm very pleased with the progress we've made thus far. That is so fascinating. I'm super excited with everything you've told us because, you know, we, we obviously do our research and we're looking and, mm-hmm. and um, I didn't realize that the vodka was infused with the certain fruits Correct. and roots. So that Correct. is super special right now, especially with the trend of, and I know that it's by far nothing like an RTD or anything like that, but to your point of what you were really looking for is something that you can sip without adding all that stuff, right? And that is correct. Like drink it straight, but make it drinkable right, and healthy right. at the same time because it can be. Um, not that we're promoting health and all that stuff, but <laughs> um, I think that's that's super fascinating, and I can't wait to taste. Um, but on another end, I think how um, the timing, right? Like you, you mentioned purple and that's the color and we've right. had a very historical week this week, right? Yes, we, we have, yes, we have. Yes. What an amazing, like I, we, we talked when we opened up, like how exhausted we all are, but I think this has like been an incredible week. Right? It really it's has. Been, it's just starting from Monday and, and recognizing kind of where we are and, and Martin Luther King day and more awareness than ever right yeah. and and just all of that and then to inaugurate a new president and then all i could see the next day is about what all the women were wearing right purple, <laughs> right and it's all it was about purple and unity yeah. and and like this is a time as a country where unity is so important and i just love that you shared that um with you know you were thinking about that how many years like 11 12 that, years that, that yeah that was yeah, that was 2009. So yeah, that's been a while. Yeah. yeah. And, and how it all comes together. I think that's just so incredible. So definitely timing is everything. I think um, when it comes to uh, certain things, I, I, I can remember um, the first time myself holding an actual finished Foudre bottle after being told by, I must've talked to maybe eight different glass manufacturers who said, 
yeah, what you're trying to create is not possible, not on a mass production scale, right? Um, maybe if you wanted to hand make these bottles, but not on a mass production scale. And, you know, finally I had a glass company tell me, listen, what you're trying to do is, and now this is 10 years ago now. So um, they're saying what you're trying to do, we've never done, but if anybody's going to do it, we want to be the first. And so I was just so happy that someone took my project, right? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you yeah. know, I had this vision in my head, like, okay, I want a lightning bolt bottle. It's powerful. Lightning bolt means power. And, you know, um, and everybody turning me down, I was very devastated, but to have one company say yes, kind of, you know, uh, that was a pivoting moment for me. And when we actually had a, a final produce bottle, um, that was worth every blood, sweat, and tear, um, that I pretty much lost in those, uh, two or three years during the, uh, manufacturing and production process. Um, it was worth it. And so, it was definitely a pivotal moment for me. And you didn't just stop there. You no. did not just stop there. <laughs> we need to also, we'll, we'll get back to the vodka because, you know, something that we really need to talk about as well is the, you were really the, created really the first black owned spirit and wine festival. And I want to know more about what that is, where you celebrate this, why it's important to create that space in our industry Yes. And yes. how we can continue to support this much needed festival. Yes. But yes. also how do we keep expanding, creating and opening the doors for our black friends yes. in the beverage community that are doing great work? Exactly what you just said. We have a lot of. Uh, all right. When I first started 10 years ago, I went to many different expos, conventions, you name it, I was there because I'm, you know, I'm new into this space. I'm trying to uh, make as many alliances as possible, meet as many people, introduce my product. But having walking into the room, first of all, having walking into a room and being the only woman is one thing, right? That's 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 tough in itself. But having walking into a we're room, we're used to we're used to that. But, <laughs> but we having feel you on that one, yes. Okay, but having walking into a room and being the only African American person in the room, that was. Um, that had its moments for me where it was very scary, right? Because here it is, I'm young. Remember, I'm 25 years old. Uh, most of the people in the room are a lot older. They've been in this industry for some time. Um, and I am I am new. I'm as green as they can possibly come. And just walking into a room and not really not anyone paying me any attention because they're pretty much probably trying to figure out what am I doing there, right? Um, <laughs> and, you know, just trying to go around and, you know, introduce myself, um, meet different suppliers and things of that nature. Um, I just never saw, I just never felt like there was anything for African-Americans who are in this spirit industry. Um, uh, 2015, Black Wall Street did an article on the top 20 uh, black, uh, Black-owned wine and spirits you should know about. And so as I'm reading this article, I saw that Fudre was on the list. I was so excited, right? Like, oh my gosh, yeah, recognition, right? And but, sure. but you know, but what actually, what stood out to me the most were the other brands on the list. I didn't know eighteen of them, <laughs> and you know that's embarrassing to say, but I didn't know who they were. But I was more excited to know that, hey, there's people out here doing what I'm doing. I just don't know that they actually exist. Mm-hmm. And what happened was. Black Wall Street re-released the article because a lot of other brands wrote in and said, hey, 
you know. What about me? What about me? We're out out here, you know, what about about us? And it dawned on my staff and I like, man, there's a lot more. And at that time, it it, it wasn't as many as it is today, because today, I mean, I'll and we'll get into that. They're popping up on a regular basis right now. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, This week alone, I've met with four different brands, but we'll get into that. Um, The issue was um, it dawned on my I'm sorry, it dawned on my staff and I that there isn't a platform available to highlight these individuals, these, these, these owners, these proprietors of these spirits. And uh, my, one of my colleagues said, we should create a festival for African-Americans in the wine and spirit industry. Mm-hmm. And I was like, bingo, we should, right? Because um, they deserve a platform. I, <laughs> I know all that I've been through in these last 11 years. I know how hard it is and in the disparities that we face just as African-Americans alone and then entering into a space where it's primarily white male dominated, right? Mm-hmm. And there isn't many resources out there for us, whether it be um, meeting the minimums of suppliers, right? I mean, you you meet most glass manufacturers and then they have glass minimums, right? That you have to meet. And then then you have your, your, your manufacturer that's filling your product and says, well, you have to fill X amount and there's a minimum there. And a lot of these brands, they just really don't have the resources to meet even just the minimums, right? Mm-hmm. The minimums are a lot for them. So knowing what I've gone through, I've been down that road. I know what that's about. Um, you know, I felt like there needs to be a platform for these individuals to get the visibility, right? So that consumers also know, hey, you know, there's other options out here, right? While you're buying all the mainstream products, right? Um, and sad to say, but while you're buying all these mainstream products that are, aren't really doing anything to uplift our community, right? You could be purchasing, um, you know, an, a, another product, right? That's just as good, if not better. Because a lot of these brands, people just just assume maybe they're, they're cheap brands. They're not great brands, but a lot of these, these brands, they're making really good spirits. They're, you know, small batch handcrafted. Um, you know, we'll get into the distribution arm of my business as well, because I started that um, arm of my business to help the smaller guy get placement, get their product to market because a lot of the bigger guys just, just won't look at them. But all that being said, um, the disparities that, 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 we all face in, in this industry, I, th- I thought at a minimum, let's create a platform, give them the visibility that they deserve, give consumers the opportunity to learn and know about these brands, and also give um, those who are in the food and beverage space, those decision makers, an opportunity to learn about these brands as well, because they get overshadowed by the bigger brands. Mm-hmm. And um, <clears throat> and they need an opportunity to kind of show what they can do, and not an opportunity at, say, uh, you know, an expo in Vegas, right? Where they'll get overshadowed. They need something very uh, intimate, very um, directed towards them. And so um, I'm proud to say we created the Black Owned Wine and Spirits Festival. We call it Bowls Fest for short. And um, Bowls Fest. Fest. And it's held here in Washington, DC every September. It's usually the last Saturday um, of September. Um, Unfortunately, last year would have been year five and we canceled Bowls Fest due to COVID. But we're hoping this year that things um, kind of get back to somewhat normal and we'll be able to actually put it on this year. Um, but we, we are four years down and it's a great event. Uh, we attract attendees from all over. Uh, 37% of our attendees are 
not from the DC, Maryland area. So that's a Hmm. great thing. So we have uh, people flying in for the event. And then a lot of the brands that participate aren't necessarily hit from here either. Um, A lot of the brands, Chicago, Ohio, Michigan, um, Atlanta, um, we, the only, the downside to um, the time of, uh, time of day or the time frame when we have Bulls Fest is in September. And unfortunately, a lot of the California wines, that's harvest season for them. So they mm-hmm. don't get yeah. to participate. Um, and so our goal eventually is to have Bulls Fest twice a year, um, once in the spring and then um, back again in D.C. Um, in September. Uh, we hope to bring it to new markets um, every spring, a new market every spring. And then uh, September, it'll always be here in Washington, D.C. Uh, so that's the goal. Chanel, where do our where do our listeners find more information about BoastFest? Uh, you could just go to BoastFest.com uh, or Black Owned Wine and Spirits Festival.com. They both redirect to the same place. Um, all of our um, social media handles are BoastFest as well. So you can find us. Um, How did you Fest. land BoastFest? I mean, come on. Like that's. <laughs> It just happened. And it, it wasn't just, taken? Like was, nobody had Bose Fest? Nobody yeah. had it. <laughs> nobody had it. I, I lucked up on that one. I'm telling you. <laughs> I love it. You are such a trailblazer in this industry. You Truly. Know? And, and we, we talk to so many and I think just so many different people that are trailblazers in different roles, right? And, and right. I love that we get to make this about the hospitality industry because there's so many arms of it. Right. Um, I think you really are the first... Um, supplier, the first maker, the first, uh, you know, product supplier that we've had on here. Like you're like a master distiller, you know, <laughs> like, I, I mean, I, this is amazing because we've, we've talked to a lot of different people and um, just to hear like, you are a creator, you created something, you know, and, and it's not like you just created it, right? Like you've been over a decade now with your brand doing all the hard work, the bottle is incredible. I mean, I, I can't believe you were able to even get that produced. So right. <laughs> that's, you know, we'll keep that a secret. I don't know right. who you've got making it for you, but it's yeah, working. It's, it's, it's beautiful. And Thank then, you, you know, mm-hmm. so you're ahead of the times with that. And then just your whole packaging, there was so much thought into everything. Um, and you're in the color of unity and purple, which is so significant now. Um, and even more than ever. And then you start this festival to bring others together and highlight it. I mean, I think that's just, that's wonderful. Um, what, you know, I, I know we're going in, we're, it, it's been a tough year. You've had to put it on hold, but what's next from there? Like what else? You're still, you're not, are you, you're 30 now. You're not 40 yet. <laughs> I'm, I'm pushing 40. <laughs> I'm 37. I'm 37 now. Um, and so, um, what's Julie, next? why are you asking Chanel? All I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. Mean, because, you know, <laughs> she's not, I can't because I'm past 40 now. So, you know, I, it's like every, I'm just like, geez, you know, at 25, I was trying to figure out how to like, we won't even go there. That's a whole nother episode, but <laughs> I'm, I'm just amazed. So what is next? Like, what are you thinking? I mean, obviously you're thinking of how you can get this festival going with COVID. I'm sure right. there's a bunch of that, but what is your vision? Uh, so what's next and what's happening now? Um, obviously we're exploring different ways to transition the company uh, business model to more of an e-commerce format. 
um, uh, or focus mm-hmm. approach prior. Uh, we were doing that prior to COVID, but now it's so important now more than ever. And so yeah. we're trying to make that pivot um, as, a, as a company. Um, I spend more time. I was just talking to uh, a friend of mine. I spend more time trying to build up the brands in, in our distribution portfolio um, then I do my own brand. I, and I know that sounds crazy, right? But um, at s- last year is when I really realized um, that this is so much bigger than Foudre. This is, you know, actually, I, I won't even say last year, but that's when it like really hit me. Um, that is so much bigger than, than my brand, right? Um, so many of us are trying to enter into this space. <clears throat> I mentioned that earlier on, that I'm seeing new brands pop up uh, every day. I met with four different brands, um, uh, this, this week, um, three of them being African-American, um, owned and one being minority owned, all woman owned vodka brand. I'm also, I talk to other vodka brands, you know, I have, no way. Um, you talk to other vodka brands. Of course I have, I have, a, I have, <laughs> I have one other vodka in our distribution portfolio right now. And I'm looking at two others. Mm-hmm. It's really not, you know, I always felt the, the wine and spirit industry, and let's just look at spirits, the spirit industry, that's a big pie. And I'm not necessarily saying that I want this pie all to myself. I think there's enough out there for everybody to, to eat from it. And I think that if we work together, we can actually uh, accomplish, uh, accomplish that. Um, You know, I know where I fit um, as far as Foudre stands in the market and what I'm trying to accomplish. I'm not trying to oversaturate the market with my product. Um, it is a, a what we consider a boutique brand. So um, we look at it as a one-of-a-kind uh, type of product that you don't necessarily get in every store you walk into, right? When you think of a boutique, you think of one-of-a-kind items that you only find in that store. Um, so that's, you know, that is Foudre as a brand. Um, and at the same time, we have these other brands that they're trying to do major things. And I'm in the position where I can kind of guide them along the way, help them avoid a lot of the pitfalls that I fell into. Cause I literally, I paid to learn throughout my duration so far in this industry, everything I've done thus far has been self-funded. Um, we have no debt and um, you know, everything has pretty much been, you know, on, 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 on me. And so, <clears throat> Oh, and my mom, my mom helps, you know, I, let me not, let me, let me put that in there. Cause <laughs> <Yeah>. I don't, <laughs> What is, your, what is your mother's name? We need to give her and a What is her title? Right <laughs> her Actually, title your company. Title's mom. <laughs> no. And you know what? That's the one thing I love about her. Her She is our COO. Okay. Um, and she does, and, she, and she, she's okay with me not calling her mom when we're doing business mm-hmm. um, because she, understa- she understands the, 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 the separation that needs to be there, especially when we're conducting business. Um, she knows I'm her baby and at any given moment, she's mommy. And so, mm-hmm. but when business is being... Uh, uh, actually taking place. Um, she's Marlene and mm-hmm. that's, and that's her name. Marlene. And she, she's Marlene, our COO. So, <laughs> well, Hey Marlene, <laughs> next time Marlene's going to join you on the show, by the way. So, okay. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. So tell us about, so that that's really, I guess it's what's happening. I'm asking what's next, but it's already right. happening. It's, so it's you're happening. creating, it's happening. So you've got so you're like a brand builder now, right? Like you're a distributor. So tell me, what does that entail? How? Oh my gosh! Tell us all about it. What you is know, it called? What's your distribution? Uh, the distribution company is called Global Alliance Distribution, um, and we obviously we're only distributing here in Maryland and DC. Uh, we currently have about 
nine brands in our portfolio and four under consideration right now. Um, uh, you know, things happen so fast. People find, find, find out that I'm a distributor and every day I have somebody new, right? And I have to separate, you know, the soft side of me because the soft side of me wants to help everybody, mm-hmm. you know, because I know what it's like not getting help. And then the business side of me is like, you can't take on all these products, right? <laughs> but, but, um, but definitely it is, it's, it's, it's a growing company. What that entails is meeting, sitting down with different, the different brands in our portfolio, um, you know, setting realistic expectations. What are their sales mm-hmm. goals? What are their, you know, marketing objectives and things like that. And, and, and just trying to nurture them along the way. A mm-hmm. lot of them are new. They know really, um, they're also green in the spirit industry. Mm-hmm. And so I can pass on the little nuggets to them to help them, you know, uh, succeed as best as I possibly can. Um, that entails uh, formulating a sales team, right? Not only because I before I had mm, two or so reps um, going out selling Foudre. Now I need mm-hmm. more reps because I have a portfolio, right? Mm-hmm. right. So, and, yep. and it's not just about Foudre, it's about all the brands of the portfolio, right? Mm-hmm. So that's hiring more sales reps. Um, and of course, um, meeting the the delivery expectations, you know, every, mm-hmm. <laughs> every account, um, every brand has not, okay, how can I put this? So Global Alliance Distribution as a company has about 150 different accounts, right? But not all the products are in all 150 accounts. So mm-hmm. different brands have different needs. And so it's just really just trying to cater to um, all the needs of the brand. Um, it is something very uh, new for us, um, but we're, we're, we're building up the distribution arm of the company. I'm very excited. Um, now we have it where we have quarterly tasting panels because we get people hitting us up all the time. So now we just have people submit their products once a quarter. Um, yeah. And so we have these quarterly tasting panels at the end of every quarter. And um, we allow individuals to submit their product. And then we only select one product per quarter because we can't take on everything, right? right. We, we, mm-hmm. we would love to, but we just can't. And I know... Um, as much as I would love to help every person, I, I know I'm just not in the capacity to do so. So um, we try to choose the products that are best fitting for our portfolio. It's mm-hmm. good that you taste them. I mean, I, it's the most important part because I yes. have to tell you that not, well, it, is, it sounds like ridiculous, right? To even have to say that. But I think that a lot of times we think craft, sometimes craft means crap. You right. have to. <laughs> You, you, right. You, you need to you need to have those panels they are really, really, really important um, to what you're putting out there to keep that integrity of what you of your mission. Right. right. What you're trying right. to do. Yeah, this is. And so, Chanel, are you delivering as well? You've got delivery. Yes. We trucks, have delivery warehouse. Listen, we have a warehouse. We have uh, we only have two trucks, but, um, you know, we have we have transportation to get us all around D.C. and Maryland where necessary. And as we grow, I'm, I'm pretty sure we'll need more trucks, more delivery people and things of that nature. So uh, I've worn every hat. If you if you can think of a hat, I've pretty much worn it. Um, I've I do deliveries. I do um, tastings if necessary. I do whatever is necessary to get the brand or and or brands um, where they need to be. So that's incredible. So on top of so this is in addition, right? So you've got your distribution company that you're launching Global Alliance distribution right now, Maryland, DC, Mm -hmm. you've got the whole system. I mean, everything you laid out is basically 
what we, what I've been doing for the last 11 years okay. and my, you know, you've really laid out a distribution company. So that's amazing. Cause I don't know anybody that could have simplified that like you did. And then you've got food drays. So you, you work with distributors cause you're pretty much in how many markets across the country? I mean, so in- right now, DC, Maryland, Virginia, most recently, California. I'm excited about that. We got picked up by a distributor there. And then most recently, Texas, we got picked up by a distributor there. And then most recently, New York. So um, those are our newest markets. Uh, we've primarily for the last, I'll say four years, really have just been focusing on the, the DMV and, and our international um, client for the most part. That's fantastic. So yeah. are you just working with different distributors, the yes. ones that you've made a, yes. Um, and, and then when you said you're looking to get into South Carolina and Florida, that's for food Dray because you're still kind of building your, the, the global Alliance. Most program. definitely. Yes. Most definitely. Um, obviously, you know, I would love to take all the brands in our portfolio along with me on, yeah. you know, but um, we do have, um, distributors that are interested in food race specifically. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, so those specific um, distribution agreements are with, for just food race. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's really fascinating because, you know, another thing, you know, obviously no, jo- no secret, we work for a distributor. So we see it on this end and, and we have the same process, you know, every quarter we get an influx of brands that want to come. And we actually have a team of people that have to kind of go through. And that's actually how we met you because um, Candice Stroud and Tara Jones did an amazing, uh, they submitted an idea for a crowdsourcing program that we had at our company um, around kind of like DNI initiatives, uh, ideas from the team. And their idea was around all the work basically that you're doing is how do we provide support to black and minority owned spirits and white because once you start going to the data we're like we don't have any right like we want to support black and minority but where where are where you know and it's and we can't just say well because they're not out there there's you know that's who's making the product that's not the fact so their idea was amazing and it was really around a lot of what you're doing it's like how do we get out there and like provide resources that playbook the right. plan, everything that you learned on your own. <laughs> exactly. Everything that I learned on my, you know, resources uh, obviously can mean so many different things to your point, the playbook, right? Some just need really the educational guidance and ask, and, you know, th- that aspect of the business. Um, some people, they have a passion for what they're doing, but they don't understand, you know, just regular terminology, right? Um, and so that's another thing that we're trying to do is, is trying to get these brand owners to where they can have a conversation with a big time distributor and be able to hold that conversation because you know they'll start throwing certain words at, at you and if you're not prepared for that, um, you, know, you, you may or may not get picked up. Aside from not having the marketing budget, I mean, you just have to be able to speak the lingo and understand when certain things are being uh, discussed. And so it's just getting that educational aspect, um, getting them to uh, understand that and, and providing them with those tools and resources um, yeah. on top of whatever resources they need to fulfill their purchase orders and things like that. So, yeah. No, I can, and I can tell you the biggest brands don't have the marketing budget. Nobody does. Right. right. So <laughs> yes, <yeah>. it's, <laughs> I, but it, but it truly is just, having a plan and, and having an idea. And, and I think another thing is, is that 
you know, to your point, everybody can live in this universe. There's something for everybody in the beverage mm-hmm. industry. It's like yes. the secret, most amazing, brilliant, beautiful industry ever. And, um, you know, I get people that I've meet through my network. That's like, Hey, get me, you know, how can you get me into Southern and this and this, and people want to go to big distributor, but if you, if you can't produce the product, it's right. only going to set you back and it's only yep. going to hurt your brand. Right. Like you have to meet with demand. It's like, okay, are you ready? Right. Like you said, total wants to buy my product. This now you've got the demand and you yep. can supply mm-hmm. the demand. That's so important for some of our, but they, they don't know because, right. and, and it's, it's everybody, right. It's um, anybody getting into this business that has those challenges. So I think, you know, um, I am so thankful that Candace and Tara introduced us and we, you know, thought your story was fascinating. And I think, um, you know, just all the work that you're doing is incredible. And I think anybody that can back you up and support you would be great. So, yeah, well, I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Um, definitely just proud of what, what my team and I have been able to accomplish um, with the festival, because as I said, it's, it's bigger than Foudre. Um, we definitely want to try to uh, provide aid to as many um, and, and, and form alliances too, right? Um, because, you know, a, a brand that's in Texas um, or, or just in any other market might can help another brand here in DC. And so it's, it's really just about uh, sharing, uh, sharing the wealth for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's what it's all about. Do you have some advice, Chanel, for our listeners, for anyone who's really thinking about getting into our industry, um, mostly like on the side of the industry that you're on, you know, really aspiring to create something new and you've created a lot of things that are <laughs> new. So when they listen to this and they get inspired, what is your advice? Uh, if we're talking product driven, um, I, I definitely think uh, one should do their homework, right? See who your true competitors are in the market. Um, understanding that um, who you want your target market to be might not necessarily be who your target consumer is. Um, you know, we, we learned that along the way. We were targeting, you know, uh, a certain uh, demographic, and it turns out that our repeat customer is not that demographic, um, and and our our repeat customer is not the twenty five to thirty. You know, our repeat customer is a thirty five and up. They're the one who constantly purchase Foudre, um, primarily because you know they are more conscious about what they're putting. They're not just here to party. They want a good quality product. Um, whereas you know the younger individuals. Um, you know, it's really just about, you know, having something to drink. It's, you know, their, their palate has yet to mature, as I would like to say. So, um, but I would definitely, you know, do your research, really identify who your target market is, and then try to fo- uh, form as, as, as many uh, alliances and partnerships as possible prior to getting into the industry, right? Um, you know, for me, I kind of jumped in without having any, any alliances or anything like that and had to kind of form them as I went along. Um, and so find someone who's in industry like myself, who can guide you, right. Um, who can be your mentor. I didn't have a mentor and, um, and that's why I'm a mentor to a lot of brands today. Um, and, and, and being the best mentor that I can, because I'm been in this industry 11 plus years, but I'm still learning myself. And, and so you want to definitely, uh, 
surround yourself with individuals that can get you to one level and then take you to the next level and things of that nature. So, um, and then most importantly, look at, look at what you're really going to spend, right? People really don't understand (laughs) the type of money it really takes to put out a brand. You know, they think that once you have a finished product, that's it. That's where, that's the beginning, right? Mm -hmm. That's really the beginning because now you have a finished product and you, now you got to get it to market. And that's the hardest part. Um, you're going to get a lot more no's before you get any yeses. And so, you know, you definitely got to be willing to uh, face adversity and take, take one on one on the chin and, and keep it moving. I, w- I would never call it a mistake because the bottle for me is one of the greatest achievements, the intellectual property behind it that we have and things like that. But it is a very costly bottle. It is not your standard bottle, right? And so therefore, looking at, I, I've had a lot of brands sit down with me and say, I want to do something as cool as your bottle. I'm like, you might want to think about that. You might want to think about what that custom mold is going to cost you. You might want to think about, you know, all of that um, because they really don't, they don't know. And so um, that's just some little um, nuggets I can leave or, or advice I could give. Wow, that's incredible. So tell all of our listeners, I know you mentioned you're in Total Wine or working with Total Wine. Where else are you? Where else can they find Food Drain and, and try it out? At a minimum, if we're not in your market yet, right? Um, so uh, California, you'll see us there within the next, I'll say, two weeks because we just shipped out. Um, Texas, uh, we ship out next week and New York uh, within the coming weeks. But if we're not in your market and you can go online. You can go to our website, www.foodray.com. Click the where to, oh, I'm sorry, click the purchase online button and you can get a bottle shipped directly to your door. We're working to get into every market possible. Um, but as we know, that takes time and we're, we're not trying to spread ourselves too thin either. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I see that happen with a lot of brands. Um, I've seen brands that came before me and after me and they're not here. And so um, I'm really just trying to take one step at a time. Um, I know that it takes marketing dollars to kind of grow a brand in a new market. And so we can't, you know, put ourselves in a position to stretch ourselves too thin. So we're taking our time building up one market at a time. Uh, We feel great about the DC Maryland area. This is where we're based. And Mm -hmm. we've kind of stepped out into uh, new markets now um, that have been wanting the product for for a couple of years now. So that's incredible. Well, we can't wait to try it. And it's been such a treat having you on today. We've yes, learned thank so you. much. I feel like I could talk to you for another three hours. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's um, it's been really great. So thank you so much for joining us. We wish you all the best. And I, and I really feel like this is just the first of many interactions we're going to have. I just feel that. I think, um, I think we'll all become good friends. So I, I agree. You. Thank you. I, I think so too. And I can't wait to meet your mom. Awesome. I'm so excited. <laughs> so, you know, Julie and I, we want to wish you just a lot of peace and good health. And um, we cannot wait to see what you do next, Chanel. Thank you so much. I appreciate that, ladies. You're welcome. Cheers. 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 Thanks for listening. Served Up is brought to you by Southern Glazers Wine and Spirits. Produced by Zunu.online. Music by We Kill the Lion can be found on Spotify. Make sure to subscribe to be notified of future Served Up episodes. Cheers.